You are listening to The Sauna Show, a podcast that explores new ways to combat modern life and reclaim your health and vitality. My name is Sebastian Miro and I'm the CEO of Clearlight Saunas International and a passionate entrepreneur and health enthusiast. I'm sitting down with scientists, holistic health practitioners and change makers in the wellness space to talk about all things detox, health and happiness. Have you ever wondered what type of practice and regimes are out there to get you in alignment with yourself and feel spiritually connected to what you do as well as being aware of your health? I talked today to Hajiwa, who has spent decades finding a system that works for these people who look for something more holistic. They don't want to go the medical route or can't really find anything wrong when they look from the medical side of things, but know that there are practices and health regimes that they really would like to implement to get the most out of life and bring more happiness into their life. Her practice nurtures all different parts of what a human being is, including the spirit, including the mind, but also the body, of course. So listen to her tips and ideas and experience that she has with such a regime. Without further ado, enjoy Hajiwa. So welcome on the show, Hajiwa. Thank you for having me. Hajiwan, that's a really unusual name that I have not heard a single time in my life before. Where did <laughs> that come from? Hajiwan was given to me by my spiritual teacher, Yogi Bhajan, and it translates as Princess Who Lives the Life of God. I love it. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Did, did, did you have a choice? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just give uh, Bingo. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Mm. But it's, um, it has a beautiful ring to it, and, and the actual... Um, the sounds have a sound current. So, um, you know, we're in Kundalini Yoga, which is um, what I teach as well, yeah. um, we use a lot of mantra, which is the um, you know, sound current. And so it's like your name is, is sort of what you become. Mm-hmm. It's like it has a power to it. Yes. And so that's, the, the, I guess, the philosophy behind having a spiritual name is that you, you become like the acorn and then you grow into the yoga tree. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting concept for Australia where everything is shortened or lengthened yes. depending on how long your name is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's interesting actually because I once had a, a teacher talk about that whole concept of how Australians like to yes. shorten names. Yeah. And it's like he said it was like cutting off part of the person's destiny. Wow. Like making them smaller and, and yes. them, you know, cutting them down, mm. which was an interesting kind of thought process to take on. Yeah. Think, oh, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So so far I've been quite good in, you know, not being Seb but Sebastian in Australia. I just really fought that because I thought I want to hear my name. It's just Seb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what happens, right? Although I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in Germany it wasn't even that. So you mentioned Kundalini. Is that where your journey started or is that actually sort okay. of the destination of everything? It's probably the destin the the end destination or still going. But mm-hmm. um yeah, I, um, my background, so like I've had many lifetimes in my <laughs> life so far already. Um, I, my background, it was ballet dancer. Um, I, I trained very intensely in ballet mm-hmm. and took it to professional level um, and was cut short because of injury and fatigue. So um, from there, I moved into, I guess, the fitness industry, wellness and Pilates. And then became a Pilates instructor and um, eventually had my own Pilates studio. Um, I taught Pilates all around the world and um, when I came back to Australia I was the Pilates trainer for the Australian Ballet Company and so I worked with elite dancers and athletes like the Australian football clubs and 
So that was um, basically my world and um, having my, my Pilates studio, I lived it and breathed it. And then I did, I mean, I was also doing yoga, which was my, my spiritual food, I guess. Well, you know, I'd do my yoga practice in the morning and then go and teach 12 hour days of Pilates. Wow. Um, and they're, you know, elite high, high, you know, high maintenance clients. They weren't sort of just easy clients. <laughs> so, um, and then I, my partner at the time went to LA and at, when I was first introduced to Kundalini Yoga, there was no Kundalini Yoga in Australia. And um, I didn't even know about it. Um, so it was, you know, I was doing Shadow Yoga and Vinyasa Yoga, Ashtanga Yoga, you know, all the yogas mm. that are more common. And he brought back this book, which was written by my first Kundalini Yoga teacher, and she'd written a message in it saying, we so look forward to seeing you. Um, and I read the book and it was amazing. And I started doing some of the exercises and I was blown away by the power that it generated in myself. So um, I got in touch with them, who was um, my first teacher and she said come come to LA and I said I can't because I'm so busy with <laughs> my schedules and stuff but as it turns out the universe kind of pushed me um, to go over quicker because um, that one one afternoon I went to my yoga my Pilates studio and walked in on a burglar and he was holding a crowbar up at me it was a Sunday afternoon and I just come from a massage and I was totally in this blissed out space yeah it was really you know I couldn't run anywhere because my studio was six floors up at the end of a corridor so it was very quiet nothing was there mm. and um i kind of just stood there <laughs> and i and yeah he just said is this your place and i said yes and then he eventually makes long story short he he left the building but he kind of shook me up yeah so i got on the phone and said i'm coming to la i've got to get away from here for a while so <laughs> off i went and um yeah and then the rest is like it just evolved from there i, I kept going back and forth to la came back and immediately started implementing Kundalini Yoga at the end of my Pilates trainings with the ballet company, with the ballet school, with my clients, the meditations, they loved it and they wanted more. So um, Gamuk was really pushing me to go and do my, my certification with mm -hmm. Yogi Bhajan because Yogi Bhajan was everyone knew kind of come towards the end of his physical life. Um, so luckily I was very blessed to study directly at his feet. So mm. yeah, and that's, that's, and then I came back and then I, opened the Australia's first Kundalini Yoga studio wow. in Melbourne. Yeah. And now it's actually very well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. it's really spread. Yes. Yeah. How interesting. Why do you think that is? It's, I think because it's so in alignment with the times. People, like we're living in such fast paced times. Okay. We're bombarded by so much information that we need a practice that will work quickly and effectively. And that's what Kundalini Yoga does. It's incredible in giving you really fast results. Mm. So for someone who's really in a high-paced um, business sort of environment mm -hmm. and can't actually even sit for even 10 minutes and meditate because their mind is just so over. Wow. You know, yeah. you can do a Kundalini Yoga meditation in like three minutes uh -huh. and already have an effect. Yes. Like in three minutes of a Kundalini Yoga meditation, you will affect the, the electromagnetic field mm -hmm. and the stability and chemistry of the blood. So, um, you know, and then we have meditations that go on the other spectrum of two and a half hours, which, you know, um, but it's, it's very, um, it's very practical. Mm -hmm. I think that's, and it's just perfect for now. Yeah, it, right. It's like the yoga of the future. Even though it has a tradition in the history yeah. that goes Yeah, over 5,000 years. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the oldest form of yoga. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's the mother of all yoga. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sure everyone would agree with that. <laughs> That's what I've been told. Yeah. 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 Oh, great. Wow. And funny that exactly now is the right time for it to come to the West. Yeah. Or wait, you know, now I don't know when. When did you start? When did Kundalini? When did you start? Yeah. I started um, 2000. Yeah. 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 So quite a while. Yeah. I mean, I, I know know the term well, but you know, I wouldn't have guessed that it. At one stage, wasn't around whatsoever. Yeah. yeah well, it, in fact, nobody knew about it in yeah. the West yeah. until Yogi Bhajan came in 1969. Uh -huh. And up until then, Kundalini Yoga was very, very secret. It wasn't written down. It was taught from teacher to disciple orally. Mm. And the reason being, in, uh, it was taught mm. orally was in 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 a form to protect the sacredness of the teachings because mm -hmm. they were uh, afraid that if the teachings got into the wrong hands. Yeah. Because Kundalini Yoga awakens your power, it awakens your um, spiritual potential, mm. your human potential, and so they were, you know, it was like keep the masses down, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and Jogi Bhajan, when he came to the to the West, he saw um, he went to America, and it was '69, so you know, Woodstock, yeah. you know, crazy stuff going on. And he was like, oh my god, <laughs> I've got to stay here and help these people um, get high without drugs and yes. without you know, uh, abuse. And yeah. yeah, so he stayed, and he um, he broke the spiritual, I guess, tradition of keeping a secret. And he said, no, this, the, the world needs it. Uh, yeah, yeah, great, good on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank God. <laughs> um, but you're not in Melbourne anymore. No. No, um, but you still do just the same, or have you have you evolved from there? Um, well, I teach. Yeah, so from from Melbourne, I actually moved up here to Byron because um, I, like I said, I had my studio in South Melbourne. It was yes. all beautiful. I had a beautiful community. Um, but I remember one day I went out on the the front of my studio and was looking at all the city and the air, and I just had this like drop that. I'm going to be pregnant soon, mm. my son's coming, mm. and I don't want to be in the city. And then I just had visions of rainbows. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and I thought, okay, I've got to move to Byron Bay. So I went upstairs and I told my partner, he's like, yeah, yeah, okay. And like, you know, not thinking I was serious, mm -hmm. but I actually um, was very serious. Mm. And, um, and interestingly, the timing of it was um, in alignment because my studio's lease was up, my, my yoga studio. And it was being sold, so we had to move to find another location. Oh. So it kind of seemed like, okay, well, yeah. we're kind of free now. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so we came to Byron Bay, and then seven months later, I got pregnant wow. with my son. Yeah. Yeah. And you so, opened a studio here then as well? No, I haven't felt called to open a studio in Byron. Oh, Instead, yeah. what happened is um, the program that I teach now evolved, which is the Wow Mentorship Program. And that's an evolution of my two decades of teaching and yeah. also bringing together, you know, even my Pilates training years and fitness and wellness and all that, um, as well as raw nutrition education, because I'm also a certified raw nutritionist and Kundalini Yoga. So I use Kundalini Yoga as a very powerful tool to really activate within women their feminine power to, to really um, trigger. It's like this real powerful Activation is the best way to explain it. That happens during the forty-day mentorship program. Ah, so it's it's an intensive forty days. It's very yeah. intense. Yeah. yeah. At the moment, it's one-on-one, -on -one, uh -huh. which is honouring the traditional way of how Kundalini Yoga was taught, because it used to be taught one-on-one -on -one from yes. teacher to disciple. Mm -hmm. um, and now it's not like you know you're the you know you're the, it's more <laughs> that I'm sharing these amazing yeah. tools with you to awaken you to your highest potential mm -hmm. to give you 
all these skills that you can then navigate your life. And, and you know, most people come to me um, when it's their kind of last resort almost. Like, okay. um, <clears throat> I had a, a woman in her late 20s and she had had really bad skin, mm. um, really um, crazy hormone levels for her age. Mm. And as a result, you can imagine at that age to have really bad oh. skin. It was really bad for her self-confidence yes. and self-esteem. And mm. it was becoming a real um, issue for her. And she'd spent like thousands, her parents' money obviously yeah, too, yeah. sometimes I think, um, on helping her. So she came to me through a friend. And I, um, what I do is I give them a very specialized Kundalini yoga practice and I look into their tantric numerology as well, which is another thing again. Um, and then also just tune into them really. And then I create and create a very highly specialized program that's targeted specifically for them and also addressing her hormones, whatever it was that was going on. Yeah. Anyway, to make a long story short, she, we did the program and that day, she hadn't had a menstrual cycle for three years. Mm. On day 35 of the program, she got her first menstrual cycle, her skin cleared and she was, she's, you know, moved on with her life. Wow. Yeah, and then on the other spectrum, you know, you might have someone, you know, like so many different cases of, of someone in their 50s who's coming out of a very, you know, abusive relationship and really shattered and needs to really, you know, rebuild mm. herself. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, stories of really finding their power and moving on with their lives and opening their hearts again and fearlessly. Yeah, yeah. So what are the tools that you have encompassed and incorporated in, into that mentorship that you think are the most effective ones that really work for people? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. I mean, all the tools that I've put into this program are only the most powerful that I've personally mm. experienced. And I've been on the journey of, I've been on this kind of, you know, human potential journey since I was 13 mm. and kind of trying, you know, do, doing different things, reading, but, you know, it's been a long journey. So for me, the most powerful and most direct um, ways to, to you know give a real fundamental shift yeah. to, to women and, and men absolutely yeah. um, are Kundalini, is Kundalini Yoga meditation as taught by Yogi Bhajan mm -hmm. um, I believe for me um, when people are going through a transformational process that the obviously the input of what you put in your body is mm -hmm. huge yeah. huge on your mental processes and, and everything and so there's a, a, a very required detoxification process so I kind of direct people to more um, vegan, raw nutrition, you know, sort of style of eating while they're on the program. Mm -hmm. They don't have to be, you know, crazy about it, but it, it's almost like a natural process that happens anyway. Mm -hmm. Because you're taking in more prana, as you're living more in your body, and as you're sort of awakening and becoming more sensitive and mm -hmm. sensory, mm -hmm. you actually don't want heavy, dense foods to mm -hmm. numb you. Mm -hmm. You want to feel more. You don't want to be sort of deadened. Yep. Um, so that's a big aspect of it, tonic herbalism, so we use, you know, tonic herbs, medicinal mushrooms, mm -hmm. all those, um, you know, amazing things like ashwagandha, astragalus, anything that is specifically for that person. Okay. Um, because not, not everything's going to work for everyone. Mm. What is someone's medicine is someone's, you know, poison. Yes. So that's why it's highly specialized. I haven't kind of made it across the board. It's mm. very specific. Um, and then also core core empowerment and and very deep coaching, you know, for um, just being right there with them. And through that process, because they're so so closely held in that space, they're able to really go deep. There's there's not that fear. Um, and then that's the, they create the it's the transformation on on the facilitator. Yes, of I got it very deeply. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. When you say um, the meditations of Kundalini, so you. They wouldn't do the whole yo the whole exercise, if you want to call it exercise, and, and practice 
necessarily? Yeah, exactly. Like in Kundalini Yoga, there are literally thousands of different yoga. We call them Kriyas. Kriya means completed action. So Kriya is really like a yoga set. Mm -hmm. so there's literally thousands of different wow. meditations and yoga sets, and they're all very specific. So one thing I really love about Kundalini Yoga is very results orientated. Mm. There's a very specific reason why you're doing a particular career. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Like, mm. why do you want to waste your time doing something? Else? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, for example, if you had, you know, there's a career for the liver, there's something to balance and, and stimulate the spleen, because, you know, there's this whole damn spleen situation that might be going on, especially if they're going, you know, being raw foodies for a long time mm. and they haven't done it correctly, because there's a way to do it and a way not to do it. Um, then they can keep their spleen dry and they can keep their digestive system strong through not only through knowing how to you know activate through the raw nutrition but also through the yoga oh. so you can generate an inner heat in your digestive system and make it really strong instead of sluggish through the breath through the kundalini yoga so it's kriyas for the stomach there's kriyas there's even a kundalini yoga kriya to balance your electromagnetic field after an earthquake that is very I mean, specific. It's Fantastic. So, I know. Yeah. And how to keep up. I mean, there's meditations for how to keep up with children. There's careers for the mind and paranoia. There's careers for, I mean, you name it, there's a particular career. And not only one, there'll be yeah. a, there's like so many liver careers. So when you're doing a detoxification program, like when I teach a detox series, mm -hmm. we'll address the colon, the, the, the lymphatic system, the kidneys, the skin, the every, mm -hmm. you know, obviously the lungs, everything. Brilliant. Yeah, and then you add the dietary. Mm. You know, it's great. Yeah. I've, um, I'm looking sometimes sort of what the future will bring in. When I look into medicine, there's a lot about customized medicine and, you know, the market of the one, meaning like there's only one customer for this particular thing that medicine might bring out and so on. And that goes exactly in the direction where we actually acknowledge we're not all the same, you know, and, and you know, this will not help everyone, you know, yeah. or anyone. Um, but, but there's there's certainly some things to be said about really customizing to that individual and seeing that individual and its problems um, or symptoms as, as what it is and then customizing something to them and it sounds like you're already there doing that. Yeah, mm. yeah, and it's so inspiring for me because we, you know, they write me an email at the beginning of what it is they want to work on spiritually, mm -hmm. physically, mentally and emotionally, so cool. it's really yes. in depth. And then we, at the end of the program, we go back to that original email and mm -hmm. if, the, you know, if they've been on the mat every day and they've done the work, obviously yeah. they've got to do the work, yes. everything they've written is transcended. It's amazing and so inspiring. Power of intent. Yeah. Well, in yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So it's really inspiring, but then sometimes you know you want to sort of reach more people. So they're yeah. working on also doing like a mastermind group where they'll be, you know, open to like a group situation. Mm. And then you know, having worked with so many women, like thousands of women, you kind of know that the common sort of streams of what we need to work on. So that will be sort of open to more people that way. Yeah, yeah, I've been talking to many practitioners and one question I always ask is like, what are the problems that you see? And there's a little bit of a, um, a pattern, but it might be different for women actually. So what would be your top three that you say that's what people or what, what women battle with most? Yeah, yeah. well women, are, there's a, it's an interesting time right now. Um, women are really rising, like they're, they're mm -hmm. you know, there's a, a real shift happening. I mean, it's pretty obvious on the whole planet sort of situation. If I look into my office, I'm the only man. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of change happening and women are really waking up yes. in a big way. Yeah. And with that, you know, they're wanting more. 
they're wanting um, they're wanting more um, communication and connection in regards to relationships. They're wanting um, obviously. I mean, when you're asking me the question about yeah. what are some of the common problems that women come to me for, mm -hmm. um, it'll be um, well, hormonals, hormonal issues. Often is mm. is one. Um, sort of clarity, intuition, heightened intuition, confidence, self-love, yes. self-worth, all mm -hmm. those sort of things, um, more energy, more vitality, mm. because, you know, people are tired. Yeah. People generally are tired. Yeah. 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 Most people. Yes. And we can't reach our full potential if we don't have energy. Mm. It's just like impossible. So for me, activating that, that vitality in people is, is really important. Even if they don't put it in their email, we'll mm -hmm. definitely address that to, to get that, that prana, that, vi that vital life force moving through their systems um, so that they've got more energy so that they can then, you know, obviously achieve more, do more, be more, be in their excellence. <laughs> um, so that's another one. Um, and also coming out of, you know, possibly, uh, relationship breakups, yes. you know, um, divorce or, mm. um, you know, abusive situations. Uh -huh. um, then, um, you know, on the other end, I've got women who are really high achievers, have, you know, got amazing businesses, have families and, and being, you know, going really well, but they just want that extra edge, you know, they want to connect to self, they want to connect yeah. to spirit um, and they need time out. So that's another thing as well. Uh -huh. So, yeah. You know, with the fatigue, what's underlying, or oh, I'm sure there are many reasons, but you know, can you see a pattern there, what, what causes the fatigue mostly? Yeah, um, I think a lot of people don't breathe properly. Yes. It sounds so, uh -huh. no. so basic, but really, like, yeah. we breathe really shallow. And, I mean, what's one of the um, big things of Kundalini Yoga is the breath. Mm. And to really breathe and bring more oxygen into the body, into the blood. And, you know, oxygen, the brain, and, um, <laughs> you know, like even at four o'clock, instead of, you know, grabbing a cup of coffee to, to do like a really um, dynamic three-minute pranayama, you know, even an 11-minute quick little kriya, yoga kriya, and you can have so much energy generated. You know, and, and of course the diet I think is huge. Yes. Um, I think that, and that's another thing actually of why some women come is also sleep issues is a massive one as well. Mm. Um, I think that's also related a lot to blue light and you know the computer. Mm. I actually am so sensitive to blue light. I just um I have to wear like my what do you call yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, blockers. Yeah, you. <laughs> blue light blockers. Yeah, 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 yeah. The blockers are right. Yeah. Yeah. I, mm. I, I really noticed if I don't, mm. it's oh, like it's, it's insane. Yeah, it's really sad. I, I feel sad when I, for one reason or another, you know, I've been on my phone just before I turn off the light and then I'm lying and it's like, there's no way I can sleep. You know, <laughs> and, and there's no reason because I'm super tired, but yeah. you know, the yeah. brain is fired up and not much you can do, yeah. right? Yeah, the melatonin. So, I mean, that's the other thing. Through <laughs> through the practice of Kundalini, we, you know, we work on the pineal gland and the mm -hmm. pituitary gland. So pineal gland is the, you know, generating melatonin. So it helps with sleep rhythms. We have meditations that are specifically to activate a rhythmic pattern in the body and then over time that rhythmic pattern stays in the body so that the natural rhythms biorhythms of the mm. body are restored and they sleep through the night and and also you know give them tonic herbs as well to help yes. support that so um and obviously if you get better sleep you can wake up early on and get on the mat and do your practice which then generates you for the day so yeah oh that's great yeah 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 if, if i think about hmm 
<laughs> Don't read my mind. <laughs> you saw I had a blank there because I had a question and then I had to listen about what you were saying. Oh, this, is a, this is a good point too. Um, you, you know, practitioners often have a lot of supplementation that they use and, and see that they can tweak uh, the body that way and, and bring the, the mind to you know a different state or you know a different outlook or what have you. Um, by the sounds of it, you use the toolkit of uh, Kundalini yoga, yoga particularly. So you supplement with, if you want to call it, call it supplementation, with, uh, with certain herbs, but it sounds that's not the core. It's important, but it's not the core yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah right. because like, for example, um, there might be someone who's come to me who has seen, and you know, everyone has their, their, their place, yes. yes. Uh, and everyone, you know, has, it, you know, I'm not saying anything, but some practitioners overload people yeah. um, to the point where they're taking so many things. And the body, we have so many chemicals in our own systems that we just need to know how to switch on the chemicals. So, and that's what Kundalini Yoga does. Mm. Um, we can stimulate the secretions of the glands. So, for example, I had someone who came was coming to me, she was taking so many concoctions yeah. and stuff. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. Let's just have that, just do that rest. And I just gave her, I think it was just like maybe four different um, tonics, like tonic herbs. And the rest was Kundalini Yoga and oh, the system yes. restoring its own self. Mm. Um, and she, yeah, and then she got the results she wanted. Plus, it was a lot less money. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that I know, I've been there. Yeah. Some supplementation, but yeah, yeah, I do too. I mean, yeah. I, and I try, you know, I'm constantly, you know, trying different things. Yeah, it's on my own sort of <laughs> experimental machine. Yeah, why not? Yeah, so you know, like, I mean, you know, maca is, is something that I, I use a lot myself, okay. but I don't take it every day. It's no. like one of those tonic herbs that yeah. you need to be off and mm -hmm. on to get the, you know, the benefits of it. Um, and medicinal mushrooms. I mean, I never take something consistently. I, mm -hmm. I like to go dive into it, you know, get the get it, and then you feel when you need to shift into something mm -hmm. different. Yeah, I definitely mm. have that. Yeah, um, <laughs> I do call, uh, I, I do um, draw blanks. That's weird. Um, one really specific question that I had is, is around when you were saying that you know raw foods have often a dense blame. Yes. Um, yeah. Why would that be? I think because it's not done, I, th I mean, I think a lot of people when they go even vegan or raw, yeah. they don't necessarily educate themselves on how, how to do it. And so, um, the you know, they, there's a, a term that, you know, Chinese medicine specifically uses where the spleen becomes damp. Yes. Um, or the digestive fire isn't strong enough, mm -hmm. so you should, should eat cooked foods now. You know, okay. so. From for me, how I would address that is I would ensure that they're you know keeping the spleen dry through adding different you know herbs or, or, or foods and and doing a lot of breath of fire for example yeah. and um, to build the digestive fire. That's how you do it. Breath of fire, yeah. Yeah, breath of fire is um, amazing. It's like um, <laughs> <laughs> I have done it once. It's uh, I got dizzy, but that's yeah. probably normal. Well, dizziness is usually um, you can either hyperventilate or dizzy. The dizziness can be because of like, the oxygen intake is uh, so um, yeah. and also it's so powerfully detoxifying. Mm -hmm. But it, it, it's also quite incredible that when people start to do breath of fire, if there's a, a negative, you know, negative pattern that they've been holding for, you know, who knows, generations, who yeah. knows, yes. um, and, and they start to do breath of fire, it, it, it helps them to drop 
negative thought processes, negative patterns easier. It just seems to happen. Um, and it brings the systems into rhythm and it really oxygenates the blood, as I said. It's powerfully yes. detoxifying, gets rid of mucus and, you know, um, opens the lungs and, I mean, there's so many benefits to it for the nervous system, strengthening for the nervous system. It's just like rapid breath in and out. Through the nose. Ah, yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> so the navel is, is moving back and forth. So oh, okay. and whilst you're doing it, your navel oh, yeah. point is getting stimulated as yes. well, which then tunes up the 72,000 nerves in your in your system. Yeah, that's good. So, and so in Breath of Fire, like speaking of Breath of Fire, we might be doing, you know, a Kundalini yoga practice and there'll be Breath of Fire mm. in certain asanas. So what happens is when you do Breath of Fire with a particular asana, it, it you know, multiplies the benefits of that asana. So it's like expressing and yes. getting your complete credit, like a complete maximum results from that asana. That That's amazing. Yeah, 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 it does. Yeah. You know, something that you said just before is like um, negative habits that might have come through generations. I, I remember talking to psychologists about that whole pattern that goes through through the family line all the way back. What I also heard is actually, and that, I thought that was quite incredible, that if you solve it for the, the generation that you're working with, and that's a normal psychologist, nothing, you know, nothing new age at all, they see this unravel in the parents and in the grandparents for whatever reason. But um, what would be an example and, and why is that? Why can you resolve something that has gone through generations, but how does it get passed on between generations at all? Is it a habit? Hmm. I think it could be several things. I don't think it's, just, it's necessarily the same for every single um, yeah. person. Um, I think there's definitely like codes, you know, like in, in the DNA perhaps. Okay, and, yes. And, and no, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, there's also said that we're processing you know, our great-great-grandparents, what was in their liver still. Like, oh. I've heard that as well. Okay. So, you know, um, and what's amazing is that, and I know I keep going back to Kundalini Yoga, but yeah. it's just so amazing that it's not just about physical fitness, but mm -hmm. because you can dump, you know, some sort of deep karmic um, pattern in a, in, a, in a session. You don't mm. necessarily know when that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, for example, I had a guy who had been um, a yogi for like 16 years, and at the time I was, I was heavily pregnant, and I was te teaching up until I think seven and a half months. <laughs> and he just looked at me and said, oh, so I think this is going to be an easy class. And I said, no, 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 come, come stay. You might get something out of it. I knew you would, but I just... Yeah, sure. <laughs> so anyway, so we did the, the workshop, and at the end of the class, he came up to me and said, oh my God, that was amazing. Like, I don't know, I've never been able to touch my toes and we didn't focus on flexibility yeah. the whole time. <laughs> we were doing things like, you know, awakening the diaphragm and yep. becoming like, you know, angels with these particular kind of <laughs> careers that they call, but it's basically to build the inner, inner security and strength. Yeah. And we did all this stuff, um, uh, lots of stuff. Anyway, so I said what happened is that he cut through some sort of, you know, nervous system, pattern yeah and thus created space and was able to touch his toes wow. it's kind of weird it yes. sounds kind of maybe mm. esoteric for some people but yeah. it was actually very it's not it's very very real so he was able to touch his toes but we mm. didn't you know and for 16 years he's been just focusing on touching his toes but it was something that was hold, was lodged in his system yes that was holding him like tight tighter yeah. than what he wanted to be wow. yeah so do we know where 
where Kundalini Yoga really comes from is that it's still known how people actually came out with 5,000 years ago with um, these sets of, of Yeah, practices. you kind of wonder, don't you? Like, yeah, there, exactly. is a, there is a history to it. I mean, yeah. it's because it's um, so much of it was, you know, not written. Yeah. There's no kind of defined, uh -huh. um, you know, it was like, you know, when um, India and Tibet, so it's, you know, there's, there's a whole history in ancient Tibet as well with it. So it's... Oh, wow. It's um and you know like the the, the wisdom from that time you know mm -hmm. you think like for example hand mudras you know these are, are like pathways to talk into the brain. Oh really? Yeah. I do that and I always thought it's a bad habit because it looks like I'm nervous. Well, depending <laughs> on how you do it, I guess. Yeah. Well, there's actually you know meditations where we it's a very basic fundamental meditation where we walk through the fingers, and they've done research like modern day research mm. where this meditation fires up like electrical currents in the mm. brain wow. so to know that five thousand years ago is quite amazing <laughs> isn't it like yes. it's, it's mind-boggling i mean i mean when you look at it too though like the chinese medicine system mm. that goes back i mean you wonder how did they know yeah. you know in ancient egypt it's just, it's like these systems these these ancient cultures were amazing yeah i had a friend of mine on on um, he's from well he's from uh, la and he looks he looked into Chinese medicine quite a bit, and I asked him, look, you know, how, how did you find out how they did find, found out about all these different herbs and that they really work that way? He said, you know, the monks that were maybe doing that were their own sort of test test group and, you know, and quite a few died by trying <laughs> certain things out. And I was like, yeah, I know. I mean, that makes sense too, to a certain degree. But when you see how sophisticated that is, how many millions of people that would have taken to get to that it suggests to me that something happens that Steiner would have um, explained how he got his knowledge, which was basically med meditation with an intent yeah. in a particular Almost way. Almost like channeling, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, do you know about medical mediums? Yes. Yeah, so, he, I mean, there's an example of a modern day person like he Yes, says, that's right. You know, so, there's God. <laughs> you know, mm. There is definitely, you yeah. know. A connection and, yes. Yeah. yes. Mm. Higher wisdom. Mm. Um, you mentioned tantric numerology. Yeah. I understand numerology well, to a certain degree. I've never studied it, but um, is that what different? What is tantric? Yes, yeah. it is different. Um, tantric numerology is one aspect of Kundalini Yoga, and it wasn't traditionally part of Kundalini Yoga, but Yogi Bhajan brought it beautifully into the teachings. And in Kundalini Yoga, just to give you an idea of the tantric numerology, is um, we work not with the chakra system, which is pretty, people pretty much know about chakras. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. um, <laughs> but we also work with the 10 bodies of consciousness, which are um, our 10 bodies that we also work with in Kundalini Yoga. And that's why it works so quickly. So these 10 bodies are, um, if they are out of balance, then, uh, uh, you know, we're not, we're not um, experiencing harmony, yeah. not only internally, but also externally. Now, tantric neurology is based on our, our birth date, and it's it's kind of, um, we, we work with a soul position, a karmic position, then we have a gift position, a destiny, and a path position. Mm -hmm. And I use that, um, the tantric neurology, quite in depth to, see beyond what my clients know of mm -hmm. what their challenges and strengths are so that you know we're all born according to this teaching mm -hmm. it's, it's with a philosophy of reincarnation obviously because yeah. we're you know you know we've moved many 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 many, many lifetimes to even be here um so we're all very ancient 
but this this um, reading is really so I can see where their challenges are and what their gifts are and it's really um, so uh, I guess empowering for women or and men <laughs> when you um, I say women because that's my, yeah, your fault. that's who yeah. I work with um, when they can see that for example if you have a particular body you know we have a soul body we have our three mental bodies we have a, a negative protective mind we have a positive projective mind and we have a neutral meditative mind mm -hmm. so we don't just have one mind we have three then we have the physical body which is the one that most people you know, related to our vessel. <laughs> and then we have an arc line, um, which is like a, a beam of light, it's kind of like a halo. Oh, good. Um, and then we have the aura, the, you know, the electromagnetic field. Then we have a subtle body. And then we have the, pran the, sorry, the pranic body, then the subtle body, and then the radiant body. <laughs> oh. So we have all these bodies. Yes. Now, each of those bodies has like a, a, a gift or a skill that, that it holds. For individual? Um, everyone has these 10 bodies. Yes. But with according to what your tantric numerology is, mm -hmm. we'll show which one is your challenge and which is your strength. For example, if you're born in August, mm -hmm. that's going to show you that your your karmic position is the eighth body, which is the pranic body. So it's um, really, really um, for you to feel harmony within your external surroundings. Really, really important to do a lot of breath, a lot of diaphragmatic breath, um, and to you know whether it's aerobic movement or breathing or Kundalini yoga to, mm. to, to bring that energy. Um, there's a, a lot of challenges that come in each area when it's out of balance, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, for example, each body. Um, if someone has something that's really out of balance, it'll manifest as a negative personality trait. And so they might, someone might think that this, is, this negative personality trait is actually who they are. Yes. But in fact, it's nothing to do with who they are. It's oh. just that that particular body has come out of balance and that's what it's manifesting as. So as they strengthen that body, mm. that negative personality trait no longer is, is there. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And so yeah. if, if that... In a balance, that, that uh, out of balance continues, you, you just remain the yeah. person that you think you yes. are. Yes, and, 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 and then therefore, you, yeah, and then you navigate yeah. through life thinking, yeah. oh, this is just me. Yes. And it's nothing to do with you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, kind it's of amazing. like, I know. Well, I was, and even, and even hmm. just knowing that, like, yeah. when I tell, you know, we go into depth and we say, just knowing that. Did you know this, like, people knowing their gift number? Like, yeah. it, people, you know, when you tell them their gift number, they're like, it's so beautiful because this is this is this is an amazing gift you have, and this is, and for some people it's like, wow, and and you say, but you've got to claim it and mm, own it mm. and, and straight away switch it on because yeah. you don't, this is this is what you have, yeah, and to see that in people and to see, okay, so this isn't actually me, and or straight away a conscious, you know, oh, okay. So therefore, I don't have to be like that anymore. Mm. But then also the yoga, we do specific yoga to make sure we, we balance that body. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, because it's kind of like... <laughs> no, 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 I mean, it makes sense to me from the point of view that um, I've, I've looked in, in quite a few, I've looked into systems that sort of explain my, my personality, whether it's um, you know, just the horoscope and the you know, natal chart and all the details, yeah. or you know, um, Human human design, which which is a beautiful system that, that I quite enjoy, or just quite stock standard personality types, which is all originated from the I Ching. So you know, there has quite a history that then you know Ford and Young brought to the West, and that alone um, helped me so much to accept just who I am and who I'm not. You know, yes. like um, not particularly outgoing person really, and I'm not a really detailed person, and 
for a long time, and you know, the school system doesn't really help with that because it's mm -hmm. like you have to be everything. Mm -hmm. um, and instead of saying, well, you know, but I am good in that, and yes. I always have been. And, and I think when, if people would get the permission to be who they are and just acknowledge, well, the skill set that I got given at birth, coming into this world, just doesn't include this part. I don't have to feel bad about it. You might still want to do it and explore it and develop it, fine, but you know, you don't have to feel bad that you are different to everyone else. Mm -hmm. And um, I think, yeah, that's extremely powerful and, and it sounds like eccentric uh, numerology goes, goes that little bit further that when, when you actually talk to people and say like, okay, you know, I can see where you're at now, but really this is the blueprint that was intended, so you know, let's bring you back there. Yeah, and, and I make sure that people know that not to be attached to that too. Mm -hmm. It's simply a tool and we're not limited. Mm -hmm. That's the thing, like, you can be your excellence of who you are. Yeah. You don't have to be by any, any particular labels at all. Yeah. Yeah. Some danger or pitfalls that I, I, I feel and I've seen is that people go so deep in, in a particular system and interpret every single part of the reality that comes towards them that, that it creates almost a stillstand because there's no ability to really make decisions anymore because everything is interpreted. Like, you know, to the degree like, oh, that person bought three of these items in front of me in the shopping line, three means this, which means right. for me, you know, and, and I wonder why that happens because it's, it's unfortunate because often people have really good knowledge and, and could use the tool in the sense that it actually enables and empowers them, but but somehow it becomes so An much attachment. Attachment, maybe that's what it is. It mm -hmm. just takes over, mm -hmm. and at that moment there is no clarity whatsoever, but the confusion because everything gets interpreted. Do you know how to navigate that? I think it's just coming back to self constantly and checking in with your intu intuition, and I think that comes to self trust mm -hmm. um, and knowing that you, inside you, yeah. you have all. I mean, it sounds cliche, but you do have all the, the wisdom mm -hmm. inside of you. The mm -hmm. only problem is there's so much distraction and so much doubt and so much negativity and so much da 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 to get through that often people can't hear it. Yeah. And there's so much externalization. You know, we're told so much. I mean, we're given so much information mm. that, you know, you can use discernment, but at the end of the day, you've got to constantly, daily, I mean, I feel every day on the mat. And, and either meditate or do yoga or do something to connect to yourself. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, someone else is going to take over your mind. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, we're yeah, so mind exactly. programmed. Yeah, yeah. And if we don't, I mean, I see it with my boy, you know, like we're, talk, we're talking about that. Yeah. We're talking before, you know, about how the, the bombardment of, of, you know, everyone knows it now, social media and stuff, and that to, you know, it's, your mind is your property. And if you don't look after it, someone else is going to. That's stick it. a stake in there, you yeah. know, <laughs> claim, claim your mind, you don't, you don't want that. You think what I want you to think, and you know, <laughs> to a certain degree that's happening for a long time. Um, I was thinking about, about my kids actually, <laughs> they sort of take over my mind, and I'm like, and I'm the one who thinks about crystals and fairies all the time. I wonder, <laughs> a genuine my thought, not yours, and, and, and you know, again, that comes probably back also for parents to have a certain practice around Absolutely. like centering yourself during the day and the beginning of the day and the end and just you know, because the energy of, of young ones, especially because you're open to your kids, you know, you love them, you want to hear what they're saying, but at the same time, staying still who you are rather than becoming their truth, you know. Yeah, yeah, although they do have a lot to teach us too, don't they? <laughs> agree, oh yeah, agree, yeah, and I don't want to miss it, but I, I do know that, you know, yeah. sometimes I lose myself and then that's good to yeah. some degree. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I mean, I teach that my, my clients are, I mean, 
it's a non-negotiable that you get on the mat first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. Whether it's practice of yoga, or whether for someone it might be running, but you have to connect to yourself first mm -hmm. thing. You know, most people get up in the, in the morning and the first thing they connect to, their iPhone. Yep. They're straight away lost. How can, you even, how can you even navigate through the day? So for me, it's straight away you get on the mat, you connect to yourself, and it's like, you know, we plug our iPhones into the charger to, mm -hmm. to charge up. We need to charge up too mm. and connect and, and, you know, like connect so we can channel and yeah. hear our own thoughts. And it's amazing what a practice, you know, and how your day flows. Like I just actually had a message from one of my international clients saying, She's um she she had to get up really early one morning to catch a flight. She mm. said, oh, I don't know how to do my practice because I can't get up at my normal six o'clock time. Mm. I either have to get up at like three o'clock and do the practice, Ooh. or do it late. And she said, which one should I do? And I said, do it in the morning. Mm -hmm. Just give it a go. Just get up at three and do your practice, and you know it's a one off. Put some <laughs> candles on, make it a ritual. Yeah. She said, okay. <laughs> I said, and there's a very special energy that that is yeah. around in that 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 sort of. I mean, Vela time. Yeah. So I said, try that. See how it goes. So anyway, I got a message from her later that day. Said, oh my God, the day just flowed, filled with synchronicities. It just flowed. Things just magically. I bumped into a friend I hadn't seen in years, and oh. this happened and that happened. I said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's something that happens. We've been talking in the office a lot about how we can bring more you know, health, health, healthy habits and healthy practice into the office and I was saying like, you know, if I have to make myself go into our office gym or what might, we might have, I don't think it will work, but um, listening to you that you say a three or eleven minute thing instead of the afternoon coffee, that, that sounds great and if, you know, you can do that in a group actually and so maybe yeah. that would, in the office and the work and of the future, I believe people are way more aware of that and integrate that really easily and willingly too. Yeah, I mean, imagine like, you know, big corporate, you know, places doing, you know, a certain time. Okay, yes. we're going to do this dynamic. Nice and not just like sitting, yeah. you know, with nothing wrong with that either, but mm. doing something that's dynamic to get the whole systems going. Yes. And, and switch the mind on, switch, get the glands moving, mm -hmm. get the, the circulation, and then you're back in action. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I would certainly pursue that a little bit more. That sounds like a really good way to do it. Yeah. Hey, you mentioned a while ago, when I talked to you, uh, that you do, <laughs> about six minutes ago, um, that you do love events. Yes. Yes. I, 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 I want to talk also about the, 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 the course that you normally do, the mentorship uh, course, because uh, I think a couple, couple more cornerstones that would be amazing to talk about. But love event just stood out for me because it sounds like a really interesting thing to do. Yeah, mm. I do. I do um, uh, live events, obviously in in Australia. Yeah. Um, and if I go overseas, when I go overseas as well. But um, there's one uh, big event that we're doing next year, um, which is going to be. Um, sort of live streamed globally yeah, as well yeah. so that will be something that will be really amazing yeah. the whole thing to have that real powerful collective energy and to build this you know big like group energy and and um <laughs> and you know and also just really activate the people that are there mm. through the power of uh, the transmission of kundalini yoga yeah yeah, yeah. oh cool yeah, cool yeah. so that will be an annual event that you do yeah we're mm -hmm. looking to make it annual um um, this this one will be the first one of, of the one that we're planning. Yeah. I've done, you know, obviously retreats and live sure. events, but this yeah. is something totally different Brilliant. that we're looking at doing, and that's going to be here in Bahrain. 
So, you know, being bar in such a high, you know, <laughs> energy field, yeah. we thought, why not? <laughs> well, yeah, and, you know, lots of like-minded people too. Yeah. You know, something that I wanted to ask you around, you know, living in, in an area where, I call it new age, but that must be just my age, you know, I, a lot of new agey things yeah. coming up and I can see people just becoming, I guess, what do you say, um, seminar junkies, people who, who look for the shiny object yes. and, um, and get actually more confused and, you know, mm -hmm. and the tools might be actually amazing or not, but um, I found it hard to see how you actually navigate through it and I'm, I've, I remember a conversation that I had with Mason who said, you know, look, there are certain teachers out there that look for the so-called low-hanging fruit, meaning like people are really burned out, they're really not in a good state. They fall for this and um, it might work or it might not, you know, so, you know, the integrity of the teacher and the experience of the teacher is, is, is really, really important. Mm -hmm. Not always easy though to know really what's going on when, when you look at you know their social media profile. It looks good, which mm -hmm. you know, and to good testimonies yeah. and you know how do you navigate? That, yeah, that I mean it's. I think it's. Well, I, I like I said, I believe that the audience is becoming more sophisticated. I think right. people. I mean, there's so many charlatans. Yeah. There's so many pretenders out there mm. being experts. Yeah. <laughs> when it's like. <laughs> not um, and it's I mean it, you can't stop that but yeah. I feel that because people um, because there is so much of that now I think people are becoming much more selective yeah. and I think people can smell it now mm. people are not mm -hmm. as no I won't use the word dumb but people are, are they they have to be become more sophisticated because there's so much bombardment and mm. I think that's just what's happening I think people can see it easier now I mean, it might take um, still, you know, I think when you're in a very low place and you so want something to work, so you do put your faith in it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's sad because it, it's, it's disheartening for them. Mm. And um, yeah, that could be also why a lot of the people I, I see, they've been through so many. Yeah. Sometimes those are stepping stones and, you know, of course they are also good, good experience in one way or another and yeah. leads to other things. I mean, Yogi Bhajan mentioned that. He said that, you know, that he's, he was, he used to get really, you know, disheartened seeing that there are so many Americans going to India and paying so much money mm. to all these white pretenders mm -hmm. and trying to find, you know, God or trying yes. to find something and coming home with nothing. And he said it, it really, it really hurt his heart, you know, it made him sad. Um, yeah, I know a lot of old hippies or you know people who used to be so I don't know vibrant in, in, in their youth or in their thirties and forties. You know, like friends of mine that are sort of now in the sixties and seventies, and there's still some people that actually have found gold and, and they're vibrant people. They're, they're they're younger than me, you know, like personality-wise. And and then there are a lot of people where I'm surprised. Oh, you've tried that. You've tried this, and now you're really conventional and not particularly happy. And that fits, that fits into what you're just saying because mm. I think people try it and, and you know with a particular age it's, it's much you're much more open to all these things but if you then don't find what you're looking yeah. for you also get disillusioned yeah. and just said well this is not to me, for me this is yeah. this doesn't exist yeah yeah I do say it actually to every client of mine that you're so blessed that you've found these teachings like <laughs> yeah. you're actually um, you've earned the right yeah you've earned the right Beautiful, mm. well manifested. <laughs> However, that works. Yeah. Mm. Hey, um, 
Should we should we talk about sort of a little bit more of the of the cornerstones of your um, of your transformation of of women? You actually call that um, wow, right? Yes. So that's women of the world. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and also because it's wow, it works like wow. <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> w or W. Yes. Yes. Um, so Kundalini, big part of it. Yes. Yes. And then nutrition, you said, was another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, and, you know, we go into as depth as the person is open. You know, if they're really, usually they're, you know, they're open to being guided. But mm. some, sometimes they, they sort of just want to have not as depth, you know, not as, mm. don't go as deep into that. <laughs> but that's, that's, that naturally evolves anyway. But yeah, definitely raw nutrition. Um, education for them and you know guidance on the dietary aspect because yeah. it's such an important part you know the input and the output yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then tonic herbalism and guidance but what we <laughs> well something slightly different um so, so you're saying you know people might get up at three o'clock in the morning how do you rate sleep how do I rate sleep? Yes, yeah, so like how do you rate sleep? How important is I think it really? Important. important, even yes. if, if you're really strict with your um, or, or really in, in, into your practice, yeah. you can't negate that you do need sleep. You need sleep. You need. I think there's this thing where people are kind of like, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't sleep. I don't yeah. Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like you need sleep. It'll pay you. You'll pay the cost later. Yeah. Um, we need sleep specifically between ten and two. Okay. Um. Otherwise, over time, I mean, you can, you know, you don't have to be asleep no. every single night at that time. However, that, that's the, they're the hours where we're healing and restoring and, you know, it's an important work going on then. So, um, you know, it, I think as you do more and more, for me personally, as I, you know, when you do more and more Kundalini Yoga and you eat less um, energy draining foods, yes. which takes more, I mean, the, you know, one of the highest energy depletion things is digesting actually you know like it takes a lot of energy to digest mm -hmm. so if you're eating foods that are partially digested are yes. high in enzymes um, you're not using as much energy so that energy is for you to use right Talking so exactly <laughs> <laughs> I'm not using that word <laughs> um, so you know foods like that and mm. then you know and then you do your kundalini so you can have less sleep but the sleep that you have is really deep and, and so you're yeah. sleeping, mm -hmm. you're not kind of waking up and tossing and turning. Yes. And personally for me though, if I'm not doing enough, because I'm a very active person, just yeah. my nature is really mm -hmm. high energy, so I have to do quite a lot of physical exercise to, to sleep really well. Yes. Because that's just how I am. Mm -hmm. um, and for others, everyone's different again too. I think some people might need, you know, eight hours. Some people can, you know, be fine with six hours. I think, it, and you know, again yeah. too, new mums, like, Everyone's oh, going that's... through such a different, <laughs> yeah, like breastfeeding mums, it's mm. like, you know, and then so after, you know, you need the time where you can restore yourself, yeah. otherwise over time, it catches up with you over time. Yeah. My sister's a, a performing artist, like she's a, a violinist and has gigs late at night often and um, earlier on in her life she'd be, you know, so wired from her, yes. her gigs that she wouldn't be sleeping, she'd be on Facebook, she'd be doing this, and then she'd be going to bed like around three or four. And as a result, over years of doing that, she she has health issues that she's now paying the price for mm. that she's trying to work on, of course. Yeah, but sure. it she she knows that it's because she she didn't you know give herself the sleep. Mm. Yeah, I mean we say even um, I sometimes say if your lifestyle enables it, um, it's really amazing to have even an eleven minute nap 
during the day yeah. for the nervous system yeah. to to be oh, it's amazing. It's like yeah. a reset. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not just it's not just for you know. Yeah, it's called Nana. <laughs> it's not just it? yeah, 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 no, like, I didn't know that. grandparents sort of thing. It's, it's for you know, sometimes mm. for women um, and men, you know, to have that eleven minute nap that can so recharge you. Yeah, yeah, I see that with my dad. He he's a really healthy person, but he's he's living quite a standard German life, like yeah. you know, like you know, not special food and all the yeah. rest of it. But you know, that nap was never negotiable. Mm -hmm. And negotiable, right? Not negotiable. Uh, not negotiable. Yes. Not at all. And um, and that's a good thing, I think, because um, you know, now he's in this. Uh, I think he might be already seventy, and you know, and you and you would know again. That's one of those people that think, oh, you're almost my energy level, my age, you know, yeah. in, in that because he has looked after himself. Yeah. And a lot of exercise and so on, but also that nan and nan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Fantastic. Hey, um, we do have to wrap up in a moment. But mm -hmm. I would love to ask you about sort of detox because you mentioned that earlier to me when 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 we spoke. You said you have also so so to me raw food is is like a, a gentle detox diet. Would you say? Well, for some it might be really intense if they've eaten hundred percent cooked and who knows what they've been eating um. but um yeah it's a, it's a way of rejuvenating the system yeah. whilst detoxing mm. um so and you know bringing the body with a live live food if you want to feel more alive you've got to put more live food into you mm. why eat dead food if mm. you don't want to feel dead so, mm. so it's kind of that philosophy <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that makes philosophy, sense. yeah yeah and i mean detoxification is more important than nutrition in a way because if we're um not eliminating all the the rubbish and toxins and chemicals and all the stuff mm. that we accumulate how can we absorb mm -hmm. so it's kind of just as important mm. and especially in this day and age when we're i mean we're living in such a unnatural toxic world that it's it's everyone should be doing like i personally um on the equinoxes and winter solstice do like a a, a very kind of little mini five day you know five day juice cleanse and have yeah. you know drink charcoal lemonade go into uh -huh. the infrared saunas do um you know lots of grounding like get, get yeah. outside lots of sun make it like a five day around that time when the planet's supporting you because of the equinoxes because uh -huh. you know the times they've got us like a portal if you like or, yes. or the, the energy so um yeah and then when people are wanting to have um transformation having enzymes they're like spiritual categories mm. for change so mm, okay oh, that's amazing yeah i love it yeah 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 i could um if you don't do your rituals or your intents on those particular pivotal points it's a bit like you go to the bus stop but you miss the bus and you have to walk yeah it's yeah. like you get more credit for your work yeah yeah might as well yeah yeah why not <laughs> <laughs> yeah i want to finish with three questions um they're fairly simple, simple questions, but um, quite insightful. What would you say is the one thing that gets you up every morning? The one thing gets me up in the morning? Well, it would be my practice, actually, because that's the first thing I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, that makes you want to get up. Yeah, it does. Oh, oh it does. Right? It's okay. so, I, yeah. Yes, it does, uh -huh. because it's so, it's, it's, it, it takes me to such a deep place within uh -huh. myself. Yeah. And just makes me feel, and I just, yeah, it's like a reconnecting to source. Uh, and then the day just unfolds and, you know, I can set my intentions that yeah. day. I can, I connect. It's that connection. Yeah. 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 Connection with yourself and... Well, self, 
as in capital S self, as in as in you know God, whatever you want to call it, connecting yeah. to that that universal uh, energy, yeah. um, and moving the body mm. and breathing and feeling alive and just doing, yeah, I really it's it's yeah. Mm. And what would you say are you, the three favorite things that you love to do at the moment? Favorite three favorite things I love to do. Mm. I well, I love to share what I teach. Yes, I love my, I love what I do. Uh, yeah. um, um, I love being with my son um, and just watching him evolve and mm. hanging out with him. I love the beach. I love, I love feeling alive. Yeah, right. <laughs> Doing anything that anything <laughs> that helps me evolve. Yeah, that's what I'm into. Up upgrading, evolving. That's, that's what I love. That's, I don't know if that sounds weird. <laughs> no, that's good. And, you know, it's, um, it's one of those things when you're actually aware that you're alive and that you, that you are. It's, yeah. um, it's quite a thrilling feeling. But like a real conscious um, effort to constantly evolve, mm -hmm. to upgrade, to, to be more and more in your own excellence. Yeah. Not perfect because that's different wow. to excellence. And what is perfect, you know, yeah, that's exactly. that might be a moving yeah. target. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the, yeah. And last question, why do you think we exist? To experience emotion, feelings. I think as humans, um, you know, they say the angels don't feel, that they don't yeah. feel emotion. And I feel uh -huh. like as, as humans, we have such a array of emotion. And obviously yeah. to learn, I think this is like a school. Yeah. Um, and that we're here to evolve and to learn lessons, of course. And that this is yeah. like, um, a, a journey through evolution. Yeah. Can, yeah. Yeah. It's a good one, hey. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could go on and on and on. <laughs> exactly. It's like one of those. Yeah, yeah. But as you said, like you know, if you connect to source, then you know, it's, it's a really enjoyable journey. Yeah, well, you see it from a different. Even the challenges, even though you know you can get caught up in the, the human emotional aspect of it, but then you can take altitude and think, okay, so what is this? This is. This is obviously a reason to, to learn here and to, mm -hmm. does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, awesome. Ajivan, thank you so much thank for you. coming. Thank yeah, you. yeah, I know we only scratched the surface of what you do and what you <laughs> teach, you know, obviously that's that's why you have a course because, you know, there's so much oh, more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. I look forward to um, to learn more about it and, you know, it would be lo lovely to have you back at, at one stage to, you know, to delve a little bit deeper as well. I'd love but, to. Yeah, thank you so much thank for your time. Thank you. Guys, thank you so much for listening to The Sauna Show. My name is Sebastian Mirau, and this episode was sponsored by Clearlight Jacuzzi Saunas, the world's leading provider of superior quality, full-spectrum infrared saunas. You can find more information and resources for this podcast at thesaunashow.com, all one word, or on Instagram at thesaunashow. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and share this episode with friends. Until next time, have the best day ever.